Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Hour two, Lombardi Line. Santos texting. What do you got for me, Santos? We say hi as uh, that number's still sitting eight tonight in Houston. Carolina's in town. I'll tell you who. Okay, so Ryan Day announced uh, it's it's Akron, to be fair. Uh, but Kyle McCord and, and Jack Miller at quarterback. Uh, CJ Stroud available in emergency capacity with Ohio state. So that's just coming in uh, as far as the Ohio state quarterback. Speaking of Ohio state, Amal Shaw is going to be joining us in just about 15 minutes from of course, odds on over at Circa. We'll get him up. You know what I know tonight's a big night for you guys, just because you and Millie, because it's nice to have the standalone game, you know, yeah. with your son coaching where I, you know what I mean? It's you can focus. A yeah, little no, bit it's there. good. You can focus and pay attention and you know, it, it'll be good. It'll be fun. And of course we'll have the great Bill Ber- Bergman over and he'll give us his <laughs> take on the game. Yeah. yeah. Bregman. I'm sorry. Burn I'm Bill. sorry. Uh, although, although stormy claims it was a complete mistype, that's what, you know, yeah, she's, yeah. she's claiming it. I don't know. You know, I think she's, you know, I mean, she runs the network, so we're just happy that she's included them into yeah, it, whether she facts. spells his name right or not. So you know, we're just delighted with that. Well, but true or anyway, false, yeah, Bill Bregman. Fun to watch. True or false, Bregman did hit us both up with letting yes. us know that he's got a pick and he wanted to let me know when he when I'm supposed to give the pick during the show over the two hours. Is that fact? Yeah, of course he'll control the. Uh, he's a director. He's controlling yeah. the action. Yeah, director, director, whatever you got. Hey, I got a, it's something you were talking about. I 
Well, we done. had it in the rundown. We didn't get to it. I, I saw Matt had it in the rundown. Are we going to discuss Ben Simmons? Are we going to discuss this? Did at you all? want to do that now? Because I was going to ask uh, you whenever about you him. Wanted, when, so, whenever you wanted to discuss it, I saw it in the rundown. I, you know, Matt typed it in there. I don't want to ignore it. Yeah. I think it deserves some attention. Well, what, if I'm one a person fan if one person but, could use a daily coach in his daily email inbox, it's it's Ben Simmons. So yeah, seriously, Ben right? Simmons yeah. is not. I'm gonna quit. I don't want to play anymore. I'm gonna take my 180 million and go home. Thank you very much. You know, like seriously, grow up, kid. Could you do that with an like, Australian up. accent, please? No, I can't. But okay. I mean, they're probably embarrassed by him over there. I gotta talk to my guys over there and see what they think. What is the vibe there? So he intends to never play for the 76ers. Doc said he hopes he can change that thought, uh, but this is it's not going well for your, your former team, to be fair, your Heat fan. I mean, look, they, they, they've tried to trade him. The, the value they did, they felt like getting back wasn't worth it. You could say he's not worth it, but they obviously think he's worth, as a defensive player, he's worth a lot. You know, and, and look, the, here's the thing. The, the, one of the greatest players of the franchise – one of the greatest players in franchise history, Allen Iverson, was traded to Detroit. And because of Matt Geiger had a trade clause in his contract, okay, that he, that he refused to get, refused to accept, that trade didn't go through. That trade didn't go through. So Iverson came back and had an MVP season. Now, that's what a man does. That, that's what a tough guy does. That's what a guy that says, I'm going to prove it to you does. What Simmons is doing is, I don't, I'm going to take my marbles and go home. Mommy, come pick me up from school. Like, seriously. Like, why is nobody writing that? Like, Iverson was traded. If it's not for Matt Geiger's trade clause, 15% getting kicked in, the tra- he's a Detroit Piston, and there's no MVP season, and there's no Final Four, and there's no step right. over Tyron Lou. There's none of that. But but because they said something disparaging about him, he's going to take his marbles and go home. If I was Daryl Morey, I would say, I don't want him on the team. He's not tough enough. Like, how much more does he have to prove to you that he has no toughness? Like, what more evidence do you need to prove? The guy's got no toughness. He's got no mental toughness. Dominic, Leo, Mikey, Dean, they all have more mental toughness than he do, and they're all under the age of five. Well, you can... Cross out the Golden State Warriors. Joe Lacob, the owner, said in some ways it doesn't really fit what we're doing. He makes a lot of money, and he, can he finish the game? I don't know. He just got fined $50,000 for talking about that, but that was a team, obviously, that had been bantied about as far as the services of Simmons. Yeah, as Hyman Roth said in Godfather 2, small potatoes, 50000 That's small potatoes. You know, right, but what it does is rip leverage from it does take leverage away from He has no leverage. I mean, he has no leverage. If if I were Ben Simmons, I would say, Holy heck, nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. Instead of trying to fight my way through Philly, I would say, I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. I'm gonna take the bull by the horns, I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. I don't give a crap. I'm gonna show everybody I know what the hell I'm doing. Like at some point, when does he stand up? Like your behavior is uncalled for. I want to be traded. You know, this is what happens in the NBA. If I complain, they'll trade me. Harden was a great player. The difference between the Harden and the Simmons situation is apples to oranges. Harden didn't want to rebuild. Harden didn't want to be on a team that wasn't going to compete. Okay, that's fair. I get that. I understand that. You know, we, we will get rid of you and we'll rebuild the franchise. I understand that. This is a team that wants to compete for a title and you don't want to come along with it because you're scared. You're scared to death. I don't know why they would beg them to come back. 
Why would you beg him to come back? I would dump him. Who wants him? Seriously, who who wants wants him? him? Seriously. He's only going to hurt somebody else's team. Send him to Minnesota. No, that's a mess. They just fired their president. But, you know, they changed. I think there's nobody finished the sentence on that, right? The the new owners coming. Yeah, and so they probably told Glenn Taylor, we don't want that dude. So they before the sale closes, they got to get him out of there. Like you need to, like that happens all the time. It's bad timing, but it happens all the time in sports. No, I hear you. Here's my question. So again, camp starts next week, and he does not plan to play for the franchise. He's under contract. There's no chance he's just gonna. They're gonna find him, and he's gonna keep getting fined. I mean, eventually, where, he's where's gonna show this going? Up. I mean, at some point, where are you gonna go? Like at some point, and the more you do nothing, the less value you have. Like, at some point, be a man. Be a man. Stand up for yourself. Do something. Show people that you're a great player. You don't have to be, you know. But look, I heard he's missed at least, at least, this is fact, okay? I got this from somebody directly in the building, that he missed at least 12 shoot-arounds, that he was continuously late to shoot-arounds when he did make them, that that whenever he had a night off, the next day shoot-arounds was impossible, that in in one of the games, he wasn't even sure he was going to play. He called in and said he wasn't feeling well. That he was that one game was he thought he was in COVID violation because he his masseuse was in contact and they and they were like you mean you're not going to play this guy you're not going to play you don't have COVID. I mean everything it's everything about the path of least resistance for Ben Simmons, everything and no one's had the heart to tell him son stand up be a man. Like nobody's going to feel sorry for you. There's people out there working in the factories. They're doing all sorts of things, making making the minimum wage, working union. I mean, they're doing. It. You're making 185 million. You're complaining because somebody mad at you. Grow up. Does COVID preclude you from finishing around the rim in the playoffs when you have an open bunny? I mean, seriously. Like, what? What do you? He's what just mentally. He's, you're right. They're mentally. There's he's something weak. missing. He's weak, and you can't win championships with weak people. You already got the big. You got you got the big fella. He can he can suck up all the weakness in the air. He, hey, I'll tell you who he the Simmons would not fit in with your Heat culture. No chance. That's why Butler's down there. Butler wanted nothing to do with the guy. He's the reason Butler's gone. He walked. I've been to told that. Yeah, I've been told that numerous times that Simmons went in and said, "I don't want to play with Butler," and they listened to him. Like, why is that story not out there? Because Butler's actually tough and will hold him accountable? Is that why you didn't of want to Of course he will. Of course he will. It's a complete comedy. That I'm team's... glad we brought this up. No, I'm glad I'm glad we did a good job, Matt. Uh, that team's a dis- I mean, building around an oft-injured big. Who but the, at the end of the day, why hungry. are none of these stories including the fact that the, fr- the guy, the franchise player, who was the signature player who took the team to the last finals they've ever they've been to, was traded. If it wasn't for Matt, I don't even remember who we were getting. Do you remember who we were getting back in that deal? No. Do you remember what that deal was? Probably Eric Snow or no, you mean coming back from the the Pistons? Yeah, Iverson Detroit. I'm going to Google it. No, it wasn't Stack. No, Stack Stack was ripped. Stack went to Washington for rip. Uh, I can't remember. I mean, AI ended up with the the Pistons, so they actually ended up getting him late, later in his career. I can't remember who was being bantied, though, at the time. Well, here it is here. I know Dumars was obsessed with Here it is. Eddie Jones, Glenn Rice, Jerome Williams, and Dale Ellis were Philly-bound. Iverson and Geiger were headed to Detroit. Jerry Stackhouse, Christian Leitner, and Travis Knight were routed at Charlotte. Anthony Mason, Tony Kukos, and Todd Fuller were going to the Lakers. 
four teamer. So what 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 would have happened with that team? What Larry would have done with that team is he would have had Eric Snow and Eddie Jones at guard, Glenn Rice, Tyrone Hill, and Theo Ratliff, and had McKee, <laughs> Jerome Williams, Jermaine Williams, Todd McCullough coming off the bench. Irony. Theo Ratliff went to school where and was drafted by who? Wyoming in the Wyoming. Pistons. That's you nailed yeah. it. How about what? That is wow. You know what, Michael? I didn't know that. I knew Do- Dumars was long obsessed with Iverson, but I didn't. I remember the Geiger piece, but your point is a great one. You never heard a peep from Iverson. No, he just came back and just st- tried to say to Larry, "You're full of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove you wrong." Because that's what tough guys do. That's right. Meaning not a peep that's in the other way. Have, like he just he just, yeah. he, bu- he buckled down and just went after it and won an MVP. Yeah, I mean, so it's just, I mean, now Maury's backed himself in a corner. Like, why do you want this guy on your team? I wouldn't want this guy around me. I would come out today and say, look, I don't want Ben Simmons on my team. I'm trading him. Well, Maury's, I don't want this guy. I mean, he could get a hold of Simmons if he wasn't playing pickleball with Joel Embiid. I mean, he wants to be best friends <laughs> with all his super, you know how he, I mean, hey, listen, you know, you may not be able to contact. And like Bill Bregman just texted me, this is a lot of passion coming from a Heat fan. You know, used to be a 76er fan, but you're a Heat fan now. I don't think I I am. I have a show. I have to. I I do my show. I mean, if I don't have passion for the show, then what am I doing here? Seriously, it's unfair. Maybe a little lingering 76er. Who knows? But uh, I just noticed Bregman. I accept. I'll accept. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So Ben Simmons and the the bigger question is who wants him? I know the Warriors don't. Who's left? Coming up next, Amal Shaw is going to join us here on the Lombardi Line. Presented by BetMGM, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, betting splits. Go get them. VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now. 22 bucks a month. You get everything. Amal Shaw is going to be on there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. However, I have to address this. What the hell was just ha- Why were you guys killing me? You and Berman. My, like, no. dude, I'm. He's very upset. About You're, what? He's very, he, he pulled the Ben Simmons on me. He came in here and wanted to quit the show because he feels as though we're perpetuating this. His his brand, you know, his last name's Berman, and we're calling Bregman. It's uh, fair, you know. And so <laughs> I we, never <laughs> called him Bregman. Stormy called him Bregman. Stor- but we keep repeating it. Oh, so, I didn't you know, realize I like... was repeating. I meant to say Berman. I mean, uh, Burn Bill uh-huh. on Twitter. I mean, I heard you guys. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about reality TV. I mean, I was taking shots, and I couldn't even defend myself. <laughs> that was un- unbelievable. I never gave you a shot. I never. I mean, wow. he came in and interrupted Youngstown. I was playing Youngstown here. He interrupted. Does Berman he not here. know? that I'm on his team? That's my guy. I, I know he Berman is. Text I know he is. Me. All right, so Amal Shaw. Speaking of teams, Speaking Amal of teams, Shaw. Uh, what uh, teams he's on? To me, one of the sharpest guys around and just – uh, look at him. No glasses today. Handsome as all get out. Well, Odds on, of course. I'm glad he got a car service to come over to the office today. I appreciate that. That was nice of him. <laughs> I had to sell the glasses to pay just to be on the show. Yeah, well, welcome, Amal. <laughs> it's nice to see you. How are you feeling? I'm well, thanks. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, we're good. We're good. Get now, Amal, let's start off with Survivor. Let's see. What are your candidates for Survivor this week? I know you have it all mapped out, but what are you thinking? Well, Michael, I'll give you first crack at who you think I'm going to take, and then I'll tell you afterwards, because I think this is a fairly clear choice this week. And I actually would be surprised. I think there's about 3,000 people left. If they're not all on this one, it would surprise me a little bit. I think you're taking Baltimore. Uh, wrong answer. How about Patrick Maher? Let's try. I think Amal Shaw. I think you're taking Carolina tonight. No, I already used Carolina. Uh, guys, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. It's the only spot you can use them all season long. I think until Zach Wilson and company show me they can go on the road and win the game. I don't necessarily believe the Broncos are going to cover this game. I think the Jets, I love Michael. I love teams that have been embarrassed in a football game. Remember we saw it last year. Jets get embarrassed in Seattle, bounce back and win the game in Los Angeles against the Rams. I think they'll be more competitive. Zach Wilson can't play any worse than he did. I like Teddy two gloves. I know not as much as other people do uh, right now in terms of the way he's playing, but I think Denver will be capable of getting off to a three, no start. And they need this game. When you look at their Denver schedule guys, they better get this game because I think they could be looking at potentially four and four or three and five going into November. That's interesting. Uh, you know, Denver was one of those that I wrote down on my sheet. I had, you know, basically, and, and it fits the reason I, I, I shouldn't have played Baltimore. I shouldn't have guessed Baltimore because you don't want to play a road team. You like home teams. But I, I thought for sure, you know, that ba- I, I, look, you talk about, you talk about uh, teams that, that struggle. 
I wasn't in love with Denver last week against Jacksonville. I was really disappointed in how they played. I, I didn't think they played very well. But this week for me, I, I think it was Denver, Cleveland, it's Carolina or Baltimore. Those to me would be the four if you're in Survivor. And a lot of people played Cleveland last week. A lot of people play Cleveland, so eliminate them. It's either Denver, to me, Denver or Baltimore. I don't want to play a Thursday night game. Any Two things are too unpredictable on Thursday night, especially with the, if Carolina were home, I would take Carolina. The road team I don't really like. Uh, by the way, two missed field goals for Jacksonville. That screwed me. Not that I'm bitter about that game. Down yeah, here. no, that's right. It was a little close. It wasn't like I didn't think. Now, I, do I think Denver's going to lose their home opener? No, but I'm with you, Amal. I don't think it's going to be a 10-point game. I think the Jets will play a little better. Yeah, I, Patrick, to your point and Michael's point, I would have used the Browns. I used them last week. I used Carolina in week number one against the Jets at home. But you guys are absolutely right. I think if you have the Browns as an option going up against a rookie quarterback, I think it's a good opportunity for them. Michael, you made a great point with Carolina. Short week. I'm not necessarily high on Davis Mills. If Tyrod Taylor were there, this game to me would be uh, could go any which way. With him out of the lineup, you have to favor Carolina. But again, I don't want to get too overly excited about Carolina and Denver. Both teams with two wins. But let's not make the mistake of thinking the two opponents thus far are going to be super Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, that, that's right. I agree with that. But I, I think your other point that I think the people who are in the Survivor Contest need to pay close attention to, if you don't use Denver here, when are you going to use them? Yeah. Right? When are you going to use them? And the problem is, if you use Cleveland here, you can't use them on Christmas Day. Well, look, right. here's the thing. I'm not the reason why I used the Browns last week is I unless Aaron Rodgers is out, there's zero circumstance, even though I think the Browns can go into Lambeau and win right now without a pass rush for the Packers. I'm just not going to use them on the road Christmas Day at Lambeau Field. The right. and, and you I think you agreed. I had Sherm, him in this offense with Shermer. Bridgewater week one against the Giants. It's the best I've seen him throw the ball. He had some zip on the ball. There was the placement. I mean, he had drops in that game as well. Amal. This is Bridgewater's looked actually pretty good. I, I thought Jacksonville last week uh, kind of shot themselves and Lawrence had a couple of bad picks, but Bridgewater has been awesome. Amal. What do you have to go back to? Was it 2017 or 2018 where, where he got hurt? And to me, he was a good quarterback. He was going to be the franchise quarterback. It would have prevented Minnesota from paying $84 million to an average quarterback who's going to take you to 9-8 and eight at best. And they could have gotten there with Teddy Bridgewater, even 10-7 and seven potentially. I, Mike, uh, excuse me, Patrick, I think he's a very solid player. I just think he doesn't get enough credit because he needs other guys around him to elevate a team to where you want to go at the end of the day, which is for everybody to get towards the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, Amal, let me ask you this question. Uh, the one thing I do agree with you on Denver and uh, is – Fangio, Belichick gets a ton of credit for dealing with rookie quarterbacks, but I think Fangio's harder to play than Belichick in the sense that he is so good at disguising his coverages. He's so good at being able to show you something that you can't really understand, and then you make a mistake. And I think that's what happened in that Jacksonville game. They moved the ball, but they really weren't crisp in moving the football because I think it was a little complex, and they made a, had some interceptions. So if you like Denver here, I think that gives you the solace. They're playing at home, altitude. Plus, I do believe that Fangio will give them some trouble. But again, I, I, I'm not talk, talking about, I would never talk about Denver on this game in terms of the point spread. I'm, we're strictly talking survivor here. Wait, hold on. You're setting Shaw up with an opportunity to crush Belichick. That's his favorite sport. Look, he's laughing. You know what I'm talking about. You can't wait well, to take shots all, at on, Belichick. Hold, hold, hold. Let, let, me, let me clarify this, okay? I think Belichick is the greatest <laughs> defensive mind in the history of the game. It's it's listen it, it I I listen the reason why I have disdain of Michael Moses has nothing to do with he it has nothing to do with Belichick as a coach it's just that he cut the one player that I actually liked growing up which was Bernie Kosar 
That, yeah. That's the only reason. Michael knows that we've talked yeah. about this previously. I mean, and by the way, Michael has worked for the three best bills in the history of football. Bill Walsh, Bill Parcells, and Bill, uh, Bill Belichick. So, I mean, listen, you, can there's you no denying it. I would just say, go ahead, sorry. I mean, Bernie was done. Anybody, I mean, I don't disagree. But, but Michael, listen, here's the thing. You get in certain markets, if you're the Dodgers, you don't just wait clean Kershaw. There's certain sports you got to handle certain players a certain way. This guy's from Youngstown, Boardman. He is everyone in the 216. From within. He was subversive from within. I don't, I don't disagree, but when you're, when you're Keyshawn Johnson, killing. you can't criticize Wayne Krebet because everybody in the stands is Wayne Krebet. Uh, I get, get your point. Hey, a great was... point about the three bills, and all three of us work for the best bill in broadcasting, Bill AD. No doubt. No Absolutely. Doubt. We do. Yeah, we're well, very lucky. Uh, why are you so obsessed with Bernie Kosar? Have we ever discussed that? No, I was just a fan of his growing up, right? You're, you're a Cleveland kid. You're the quarterback. The Browns, you know, they were good then. Went to a few AFC championship games. That's it. Had no, no obsession with it. You just can't release the guy that was the franchise. There's just certainly, you can't just cut Derek Jeter. The Yankees should have never given him that last three years and $45 million, but they didn't have the guts to say to him, Hey Derek, thanks for the first 17 years of service. Have a nice life. I love how we get you all wound up on this. It's look good. at him. Look at him. He's, he's he's go, he can go, right <laughs> go right after Mike Palm on this one. If he was an Indian, just, we'd see it like, yeah, yeah. like he's, he's blushing. He's all over the place. I love, I love no, this. Right, this let, is let, be, by the way, gears. me doing this spot is going to be bad for Palm on Thursdays. I love it. I love it. It's, it's perfect. Now, let me ask you this. What, what game on the board <laughs> jumps out? Like when I looked at the board and I ran my numbers this week, Washington, at I think it was eight and a half when I wrote it in there, was I thought it was a ridiculous line. What, what line do you see that seems really ridiculous to you? Michael, there was two of them. I don't want to say one's ridiculous, but uh, I'm with you on the Washington. I thought this line should have been six. I think they're uh, comparable to Pittsburgh. I can't believe they're catching over a touchdown here. I'm not a big believer in Josh Allen. I think he's a solid quarterback. When I look at the top four teams in the AFC, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland, all those other three teams I mentioned have a better quarterback position play. I think uh, with Taylor Heineke, he's just got an it factor to me. He's not a great quarterback, but he just has a certain amount of moxie that leads this team. And I think seven and a half is a big number here, more than a touchdown. I think Washington, by the way, guys, I think Chase Young's a little bit overrated. I need to see him get more sacks than just being there to clean up the pile. He always seems to get that try to get a sack after Sweat or Allen has already right. wrapped up the guy. He's Bruce Smith. He's, he's jumping on the He's pile. on the ground. Wait, somebody start counting how many times he's on the ground. I mean, I know he's the greatest. I know we go Dick Vitale on Chase Young, but I mean, somebody count how many times he's on the ground. Heineke, more completions he, through three starts than anybody in the history of the league. How about that, Amal? That's amazing. Really? That's an impressive stat. What was the second game, Amal? Now, we don't want to lose your train of thought here. What was the, your second yeah, game? Yeah, Seattle, surprisingly, I get that they had the, a win against Indianapolis. Vikings have played well enough to be 2-0. I'm not necessarily high on this team, but home opener, they need this football game. I'm surprised the line opened at 2, 2.5. I thought this should have been a pick em. I like Minnesota here, guys, getting a point and a half. That's Amal Shaw. I think you're right. And, of course, odds on, Great job, uh, odds on with Amal Shaw and Mike Palm coming up. And if you're ever lucky enough to go to his penthouse, he's got a Bernie Kosar poster right on his bedroom wall. We'll see you coming up in a little bit here, Amal. Thanks, Thank you, Amal. buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Okay. Josh is next, I believe. Is Josh next? Yes, he is. Josh Applebaum. Here comes Mr. Des Moines next here on the Lombardi line as we continue. I love Amal. You f- he goes from zero to 60, and it's the best. Well, he was good today, though. Amal was throwing Amal, heat now. He I mean, was, he yeah, came in throwing. Amal. Yeah, I mean, he had that, you know, he was Ron Guidry today. I love Shaw. Carolina Houston with Josh next here at Lombardi line. You're 
listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, subscribe now. 22 bucks. Invest in yourself. Invest in v because we're going to make you some cash. 24-7 video streaming. Daily best bet emails. Betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, full access to vcin.com you get the data analysis and everything vcin.com slash subscribe right now 22 bucks okay josh is going to join us this is wild michael did you see mo lewis is trending right now so 20 years ago today drew bledsoe was knocked Mm -hmm. out by mo lewis and of course tom brady would replace and the rest is history but i i don't know if people are listening to you but we told the story earlier today the serendipitous nature of mo lewis's uh, ironic part of that play. And now he's trending on Twitter for the hit on Bledsoe. Just want to, you to it's know unbelievable, that. Right. I mean, it's really unbelievable how, you know, it's just uh, how those things just came full circle all the way around, you know? And so, um, you know, I mean, of all players, right. And we argued, I, I would say two players that we probably fought more about with the medical staff was one was Sterling Palmer, a former Washington football player from Florida state. He, he had a neck injury that they predicted he would never be able to play football. He ended up playing really good. And then this, uh, and then this one, this one was really, you know, he was uh, Mo Lewis. That was probably the wor- That was all of them right there. 20 years ago today, a 14 year old Josh Applebaum <laughs> was thinking about what book he was going to write about sports betting. And his favorite player of all time. What do you remember that, Josh? Where you had to be right around fourteen, right? When Brady you're, took over. Patrick, you're exactly right. Yeah, I remember I was in eighth grade. Uh, I remember my dad had this big screen TV back when big screen TVs were like five, you know, five feet wide, and you could barely get it up the stairs. And uh, we we're like the first uh, first house on the street to get a satellite. And I remember watching the games with my dad, uh, watching that game in particular. And Brady comes in, and who would have thought the rest is history, Patrick? But yeah, I was in eighth grade. Can you believe it, Michael? Hey, uh, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you make me laugh. Uh, Mark, Mark insights is the pod. Of course, beaston.com slash podcast. Can you believe it, Michael? Um, Jack, by the way, it, tonight, pretty good football game. Marshall headed to app state. It's seven right now. I don't know if it's, if it's budge two pretty good teams, two, two and one teams. I know Marshall coming off a bad loss at one that East Carolina is not terrible. Where are you at right now in that game tonight, Josh? Yeah, I'll get Michael's take on this one. I'm leaning toward the dog with Marshall in this one, guys. You know, this is uh, kind of those one of the classic, kind of similar situation to what we're seeing with the NFL game tonight. Really, really lopsided toward the favorite, where the dog's getting no attention here. But Michael, I'm looking at App State. Uh, yes, they're looking good. You know, they're, both teams are two and one, but App's two and one ATS. Marshall's only one and two ATS. What I'm looking at is uh, kind of everyone betting App State here, kind of a bigger name program. You think of them as kind of that niche school, but they tend to do well and kind of get a, a cult following here with the betting public. Yet they open around minus seven and a half. They're down to minus seven. Uh, a lot of these books are evening out. Patrick, I was thinking, hey, if I'm going to go Marshall here, I'm going to wait it out, see if we can get a seven and a half, get the hook. But I don't know if it's going to happen. It kind of reminds me of that, you know, that Illinois play and, uh, you know, that Louisville play from last, uh, was that last Thursday, last Friday. Uh, but Marshall, Michael, I think, too, is maybe undervalued because, as Patrick mentioned, coming off that loss to East Carolina, they lost 42-38. They were a 10.5 point favorite in that one. So it's kind of a recency bias play. What do you think, Michael? You're typically pretty good at these kind of like niche games that uh, you kind of have a feel for. Would you take the points with Marshall? They're averaging, I think, like 44 points a game, and the total did rise 57 up to 59. You know, Marshall has really done a great job in the two games against App State stopping the running game. They've averaged 2.5 yards per carry when they've played. And the last two games, Marshall's 2-0 and against them. They've won 17-7, to and then they killed them 60-17. to So 
you know, I like Marshall. I think Marshall, that was when Doc Holliday was the coach. Obviously, there's a new coach at Marshall. But I think Marshall's a little bit under. I thought this game would be under six, under seven. I really did, Josh. I thought it would be close to that. Appalachian State playing up in Boone, North Carolina is not an easy place to play. It's not easy to get to. But I think that Marshall shows that they got the ability to, you know, they, they're both similar defensively. Offensively, I think Marshall will be able to move the football effectively on them. Yeah, App State will definitely be able to run the ball against Marshall. But the look ahead back in May, App State five and a half. This is all the way up to seven. Have either of you been to Boone, North Carolina? Beautiful part of the yeah, country. Beautiful, absolutely. Yeah, I, would, I was there scouting years ago. Kevin Donnelly was a player who ended up transferring from Appalachian State to North Carolina. You know, so we were up at Appalachian State. He transferred North Carolina, played, then he got drafted in the third round, I think, by the Houston Oilers. Josh Davis Mills under center for Houston. So the number has jumped all the way up to eight. I saw eight and a half at a book earlier today. What's the deal here for Thursday Night Football? Yeah, guys, kind of a classic, uh, really lopsided play here. Everyone's been in Carolina. You look at Carolina. They've been a good story here for betters and just for fans. If you're a fan of the Panthers, they're 2-0. They're 2-0 ATS, uh, covering against the Jets week one, upsetting New Orleans, looking really good there, 26-7. This is what we know from Matt Rule year two, whether it's Temple, Baylor. This is kind of when he gets the team going here. But also Houston, I think, again, we're still kind of really biased against Houston. Everything over the summer we've heard of how terrible they'll be. I don't think they're as bad as we think. They're 1-1. One one. They're 2-0 ATS. They've covered both numbers. They beat the Jags, uh, you know, outright there, plus 3.5. And then they hang tough with Cleveland, lose by 10 when they're getting 13 and a half. But Michael, I think a couple things are going on here. Uh, number one, according to BetMGM and our friends, uh, you know, our buddy John Ewing, almost 80% of bets here are laying the points with Carolina. So that just for me, Heavily bet primetime game. Everyone betting Team A. You know, Houston, just from that regard, has a contrarian value spot on a Thursday night football game. But I think, Michael, early, you know, some of these lookheads before Tyrod Taylor was hurt and injured, it was like minus four Carolina with Davis Mills. It kind of reopened minus seven. Immediately, you had some money minus seven lay with Carolina. Now it's all up to eight. And Patrick, you mentioned any book eight and a half. Kind of got hit, went back down to eight. That was kind of the magic number there. But Michael, I think if you're betting Carolina, to me, it would be a teaser play. Uh, going from that minus eight down to minus two. That way you get through the seven, through the three, which is what wise guys like to do, go through multiple key numbers. Uh, and then if you want to back Houston here, a lot of things to look out for. Number one, contrarian in a really heavily back game, inflated line spot. You're getting a point off the opener. We know dogs are 66% ATS uh, so far this year and four and two ATS uh, in primetime games. Um, also, you look at a uh, good stat by our buddy, John Ewing, he tweeted this out. Since 1970, home dogs of seven or more in the month of September, 61% ATS. And a crazy stat here, Michael, if you look at the last uh, five rookie quarterbacks who make their, their starting debut on Thursday Night Football, they're 4-1 straight up, 5-0 ATS. Guys like Rippin, Blau, uh, Nick Mullins, Deshaun Watson, and Jacoby Brissett back in the day against the Texans in that spot, the Deflategate year. So, Michael, what do you think? Is this a worthwhile play getting Houston in the points, Would you or would you be okay laying it and maybe a teaser spot there with Carolina? You know, I, I don't like the – I think it's way too many points. I like Carolina. I think they played great. Their defensive front has been really good. But – this is a game that's going to require a lot of patience on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Sam Darnold will be challenged, not physically as much mentally. Take the profits. Take five yards. You're playing $2 blackjack. Just take it. Keep moving the ball down the field. You know, when you get a chance to make a play, make a play. Don't try to get greedy. And you really utilize your ability to run the football. McCaffrey's got to have a big run in the game, just like we saw last week when Nick Chubb broke one. So this is a good team. They play hard. 
And they're going to compete. I mean, the one thing about Houston, they don't get enough credit for blocking out the distractions of Deshaun Watson, which will be the theme of the night tonight, right? This will be all we talk about. But the game, the way they played the game, they had Cleveland 14 to 14 in the first half. I mean, if Tyrod doesn't get doesn't get hurt in that game, that's they're going to they're going to be able to be a field goal game. I had it as a field goal. I had it as a 3.87 game, Josh, which to me was all all about. Tyrod Taylor, and I, I would lean on, I would basically have taken the points in Houston with Tyrod Taylor, but now with Mills, the line went way up. I still think it's lined still too high. Primetime dogs 4-2 ATS, no correlation here. Primetime overs, Josh, 6-0 uh, and oh to the over, of course, and you see a low total tonight, open 43 and a half. Mostly, most of the books have ticked down to 43, a low total for a primetime game here, Josh. You're exactly right, Patrick. And this is something that uh, has been really notable to me and kind of surprising, as you mentioned, six and zero to the over in these primetime games. You know, odds makers have been making a lot of money on these unpopular dogs, but these overs have been kind of kill- killing these books here because everyone's betting the overs and they're coming through. And Michael, you you know, you mentioned we were talking about that last game, the Packers and the Lions, where that thing fell a little bit, came back down. I think you're seeing maybe the same thing here, Carolina Houston, where it opens like 44 and a half. It's down to 43. Uh, Michael, do you think it's worthwhile buy, buying low on the over 43 right now? Because again, six and zero primetime overs also in a dome and a dome non-conference game where the overs 45 or less. If it's deflated at all, it's 59% to the over. What do you think? Can we get some points here, Michael? Well, I think they got to, you know, I think Houston's got to make a play in the kicking game. Andre Roberts has got to return something to give them field position. I don't think of the 12 drives Davis Mills is going to get tonight that he's going to be able to execute on four of them to get 20 points. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be some form of a breakdown. And if if Carolina forces a negative play, really you're banking on, if you're going to play the over here, you're blanking on Andre Roberts returning or them getting a defensive touchdown to get that number up. Because I think the most you could hope for out of this Houston offense is about 17. Panthers 7-0 ATS their last seven games on the road. However, that doesn't mean Josh Applebaum's batting them. Before we say goodbye, (laughs) one minute to go. You going to take the eight? Uh, I'm taking the eight here, Patrick. And if we can fit in real quick, Michael, any thoughts on the football team? This is a big move that I've noticed. They have a rest advantage playing Thursday night, Sunday for Buffalo. Uh, You've seen this line go like nine and a half all the way down to seven and a half. Can the WFT lose by less than a touchdown, Michael? I I thought it was a good play. I mean, I had it as one of the plays on the show today from the beginning of the show. Uh, it, I thought the line was too high, and, and now it's ticking down. I thought it was, should have been about a five-and-a-half-point line. We will discuss that game with Josh and Michael coming up this weekend as well on the Lombardi line. Josh, good luck tonight with the points. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck. All right, when we come back, I, got, I have to read to you a blockbuster quote from Tom Brady's personal trainer about Bill Belichick, and I'm going to make you respond. That's next here at Lombardi. He's, he's going to get better with me. Also, come up with your three favorite Bruce songs for the audience. It's next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM tonight. Ten dollars to win two hundred. Carolina or Houston? They score a touchdown. You win two hundred bucks. That easy. Free money, and it's paid for in free bets. Get over to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Use the bonus code VSEN VSIN two hundred when doing so. Got to be twenty-one years or older. You have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. So he was jamming out Michael Lombardi to some Bruce. We'll get to the songs in a second. I wanted to read this. Yeah, I got a playlist for you. I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to read this for you because I I don't want to put you in a tough spot, but please respond. So 20 (laughs) years ago today was when Drew Bledsoe got hurt by Mo Lewis. And uh, and the rest is history with the seven rings for Tom Brady. Uh, 20 years with Bill. But here's his Alex Guerrero, who is Tom Brady's personal trainer. It was like... Bill never really, I think his emotions or feelings never evolved with age, Guerrero told the Boston Herald. As Tom got into his late 30s or early 40s, I think Bill was still trying to treat him like that 20-year-old kid he drafted, and all the players, I think, realized Tom was different. He's older, so he should be treated differently. And all the players, none of them would have cared that he was treated differently. I think that was such a Bill thing. He never evolved, so you can't treat someone in their 40s like their 20s. Like they're in their twenties. It doesn't work. Thoughts on Guerrero's comments about Belichick. Well, I mean, I don't, how many Super Bowls did Alex won coaching team? One, two, zero. Okay. There you go. Thank you very much. I mean, look, he's entitled to his opinion and certainly he's had an instrumental role in, in, uh, in Tom's career. But I think Bill's also been instrumental in Alex's career because there was a lot of resentment in that building towards Alec because his methods and his, his way of doing things are not exactly in the mainstream. And, you know, he's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He does not have a medical license. 
And so what he believes, and it works, it works for Tom. It may not work for everybody. So, and I also don't think he understands one of the hardest parts of the team was to understand how we were dealing with a young player, an older player, who was trying to relate to millennials. We actually, in spite of what Alex said, we actually brought people into the building to help us try to help Tom to relate to the players, to have a better camaraderie with the players. There was certainly a separation because of age. If Bill were to cater to Tom at 39, the program would have fallen apart. And I think what we've seen by Tom leaving is a reflection of Tom's respect towards the program, that he didn't want to be in 50 commercials while he was a Patriot, that he won, that he knew that wasn't what the Patriot way was about. So he went somewhere else and he's on 50. I mean, my wife said to me the other day, how many more commercials is Gronk going to have? Like, seriously, Gronk's like in every commercial. So it's just time and place. But for him to say we weren't relating to Tom as he got older or catering to Tom, I think that's a little wrong, and I don't think he really understands the art of team building because how could he? He's only had to coach one player. May I just ask, and I, I talked to young broadcasters about this as well. I how, my thing up. How does it behoove? Oh, that's okay. How does it behoove anybody? Like Alex Guerrero. I still don't know why that happens. Why does it, how does it behoove anybody to give their opinion out loud, keep it to yourself. I this is for kids on Twitter too. What what is the point of going on and letting know. people know what you think? It's it, what, what what is Alex Guerrero getting from putting down Bill Belichick? How does that benefit him? I I, I don't know, especially considering how good Bill was to him. Right, because trust me, none of the medical people, none of the professional medical people believed what Alex was doing was the right thing. I could just honestly say that to you. Like none of the trainers, the all those. I mean, it was it was a little bit of voodoo medicine, if you will. It works for Tom and Tom. It was all about stretching. It was all about pliability. It wasn't about football. And so, yeah, it worked for, for Tom. It didn't work for everybody. It hasn't worked for everybody. But Bill gave him the respect that he needed and never really said, you know, look, we're not listening to Alec. I mean, they would, we would send players up to TB12 to get treatment from them, even though the trainers in the building weren't sure that that was the right treatment. So it's really kind of wrong to do that. I mean, he gave him the respect he needed in the building. The Lions, by the way, are shopping your boy, Jamie Collins. I just saw that. Shop, I mean, shopping. What are they shopping? He runs 5-2. What are they shopping? Is he going to play nose tackle? <laughs> he can't shop did you see him Collins. Try to co- did, you see him, did you see him try to cover Aaron yes, Jones on I, the swing out there? Yes, I mean, he ran 5-2. Who's he, who are we shopping him for? Yeah. I mean, is he in aisle three? There's a spill in aisle three. I mean, is he in the milk aisle? I mean, come on. You know, you're not get. What are you going to get for him? Nothing. You wouldn't get in and get a mortadella sandwich. Nothing. You're not going to get anything for him. Mortadella. Hey, can you do? It is the bosses. Hey, did you see the state of New Jersey tweeted "Happy Birthday, Dad"? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, tweet. They should. They will. They uh, should. Can you get? Can, I know this is something you've done a million times, but just on a special day, 72nd birthday. If you were to give a playlist to somebody getting started, maybe three, five songs for Bruce. You know, it changes for me almost daily. I you know, it. like I did, I did be the boss once on Sirius Radio, and I had five songs. But I would say if I had to pick five that were never really going to change, Land of Hope and Dreams is going to be on there. Racing in the Street's going to be on there. Something in the Night's going to be on there. Uh, you know, Johnny 99 is going to probably be on there. And, and probably the last one would be uh, Stolen Car. 
So it's going to be combinations of those. And it's through the period of time, you know, when you can go back, Lucky Town, those albums, when he wasn't with the E Street Band, are just incredible. Some of the therapeutic stuff that he goes through. But, you know, for me, The Wish, his song about his mother, it wouldn't make the list, but it's a song I love to listen to. Uh, There's just so many of them. And he's a great storyteller. He's truly, and each message is everlasting because, you know, as you're growing up in this little town, this little beach town, and he's singing about growing up, you know, and princess cards he sends you, you know, it kind of resonates with you. I, for me, and I know this is going to be a controversial, curious to hear your thoughts. So I've become obsessed with like the Western culture and old West and settling this area. And I just thought Western stars was like, I, I, really good. I, I enjoy that. To the, I, it's one that I constantly go back. There's three or four songs I constantly go back to on that album. I, I think to me, that's the power of them. Like I didn't when letters of note, I wasn't really like, okay, but the more I listen to it, the more I hear it, the yeah. more it resonates. I was talking to somebody today about nine 11 and about how the rising was just so incredible during, you know, people say, where were you in nine 11? Well, the next year when he comes out with the rising and he starts singing about into the fire, and, you know, and, and you're missing. I mean, those are incredibly crafted songs about the emotions that we all felt when those planes crashed into the tower. He has an innate ability, ability of poignancy. Like somehow yes. he's able to reach in and grab the heart of something and make you feel yeah. something. From a, a lot it. of it is from Franny. If you, if you read Franny O'Connor, uh, who was a, a, a Southern writer, uh, if you read a lot of her, and it, there's a lot of his voice in her, a lot of his voice Interesting. in her. Was he a reader, of a scholar of her, a he, reader well, of hers growing one up? One of the reasons why he's been able to be successful this late in his, as his career has evolved is because he continues to read. He's not, he essentially is a novelist, and he's willing and he's able to write new novels every year uh, or every album because the, his mind is thinking like a novelist. And, and novelists get better as they get older. You know, usually novelists don't have one-hit wonders. Oftentimes, you know, singer-songwriters have one-hit wonders. I mean, Frampton Comes Alive. I mean, when I was growing up, if you didn't have Frampton Comes Alive in, on, in your album collection, you were nobody, you know? And, and, and so, but he never really had another album out after that. That's often what happens here. And so I think it's a lot of it because of Franny O'Connor and, and, and Steinbach and all the, all the people that he's read through his life. Do you, you feel like I do. Is that the guy? It's great. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. And that album was like, it was, it was, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Peter Frampton. I mean, I could still yeah, hear it. Bruce I mean, just keeps if going. If you didn't have a red cup of beer and Frampton comes alive on, you were not at a party. Okay. You can tell me if you want to make your play official tonight. I do want to give an official play from Berm Bill on Twitter. Bill Berman. Please uh, let him said, have center stage. I do not want to crowd his time. I want him to have full, full. I don't Go ahead. You I'll, re, I'll read give verbatim. Him the, give him the, the respect he deserves. I, I, trust me. I heard please. during the break. I, I, I'm in trouble. With that in mind, please give the people Houston plus eight. I I was, I was one of the first people to tell you not to sleep on the Panthers this year, and I'm a believer that this is year two of Matt Rule's three-year plan to glory, but they are not eight, point better, eight points better than this Texan team, also a team people are sleeping on. Only bet as much, you're wi- as much as you're willing to win. That's Bill Berman's official play here on the Lombardi line. Would you like to corroborate? Would you like to follow up on uh, that? I would, uh, I would say I, I, I would agree with that. I think that is a strong play. If I had a lean, it's a lean for me. I'm not playing it. I don't like Thursday nights in my recommendations, but I would lean that way. The, it just got it. I have to give you credit again. The, the way that you trapped 
not necessarily Vinny, but the pointing out that Tyrod Taylor was worth three to three and a half here, whereas Tua, by the way, it's not even a half. The number's the same with Tua. Uh, it, it, it's unbelievable. And, and I, and I say this with respect to Vinny and I say this as someone who's been in the league that this gives you an outside opinion of your team. It gives you an outside opinion of your team that you really need. It's gotta be for Miami fans. It's gotta be uh, revealing. Matt. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Amal. Thank you. Matt. Odds. Great job today. Yeah, thank, great, great job. Great Way job. To go, Matt. And thank you to Bruce for turning 72 being a part of this which is awesome. He's he's important. Michael Lombardi, thank you. Enjoy, you and Millie enjoy the game tonight with Matt coaching there. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, okay. we'll be there. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy it. Odds on coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.